everyone. My name is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. Sugar Coated is a podcast that was born from the notion that for far too long, women and other people who inside felt like they just didn't fit in in maybe small or even large ways had to sugarcoat their words, their style, or in general, their way of showing up in the world. This podcast started out as a dedication to women leaders. You see, I wanted to shine the light on all the incredible work that women do and how they're making an impact. And I still do. But I realized that a key reason that women have struggled, in my opinion, is that they've had to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals, which are inherently designed to keep those outside of the norm from standing out. This has prevented more women from being recognized as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media, each week as I dive into raw conversations with some remarkable, badass women that will help you to strip away your sugar coat and go in the direction of your incredible dreams. Hey everyone, this is Adrian Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. I'm so excited to welcome my incredible guest today. Her name is Juliana Garibay Sparacio, and I've known Julie for quite some time. I met her in a professional setting where we worked together at a, a local cable company in New York. And through that, we became great friends, and we have been in and out of each other's orbit professionally for the last 20 years. And we've been in each other's lives as friends for that time, too. So I'm so excited to open up this conversation, which we all know will not be sugar-coated. There is no bullshit on our podcast. But I'm excited to welcome Juliana to the podcast today. So hello. Hello. How are you? I am Well, I'm great, you know, here by myself. We're recording this in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, So as good as we can possibly be. But I'm so excited that you're here today because um, we were together the other day pushing each other to new heights as we normally do and that we've done really ever since we, you know, met each other. But The conversation that we had the other day was so powerful, and I wish that we could have turned the mic on the other day, but it's why I wanted to get you here on the podcast, because I think that you have so much to share, and I think that what you are doing now can be so inspiring to so many people, and I just wanted to you know, have a conversation. So why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself to give everybody some context, and then we can get into our no bullshit conversation. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Thanks for having me today. Oh, yeah. um, about me, hmm, about me. Well, uh, one thing you'll know is I'm originally from Chicago. I come from a Spanish background as well as Irish. And I say that because uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is just what's going on in the world culturally. I have a great, great passion for cultures and have 
steered my career in that direction all the way up until now, whether I was working for a company or on my own. I just think there's so much to say and talk about cultures. And uh, having come from a Hispanic American background and growing up in in the suburbs of Chicago and the city of Chicago, and now being here in New York for so many years, over 20 years, I've seen so much, um, as I said, have, have led the career that way and just think that, you know, there's just so much going on in the world. And especially now, especially now that coronavirus has happened, our our political administrations and what's happening there in the year 2000, I think now's the kind of, really the, the time to talk about you know, cultures, why people come from different countries, what are they seeking, why did they immigrate, what kind of lives are they trying to build, and how do Americans resonate with that? So that's something that you and I talk about all the time, and um, there's just so much to say. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, I know, and I agree. I, I think it's so important now to kind of have that world view of people um, and yeah, maybe look at what their differences are. Uh, There's so many things that are so interesting with their art and their architecture and the, you know, the foods and all of that. And it can be scary, I think, to some people too. And especially when something like this, you know, breaks out and we're literally mm-hmm. closing borders and we're, we're closing mm-hmm. off from other people, we can't, we can't be afraid And whenever you and I talk, you always talk so passionately about even though people have all of these seeming differences that, you know, underneath it all, we're all human beings. And Mm -hmm. I find that to be so interesting and, and relevant because you can appreciate all of the differences and all of the beauty and the art and everything but there are people that are afraid of those differences. So why don't you talk a little bit, because I know that we've, we've talked about this a lot. Why don't you talk about where you are now? Because I know that you're in a transitory space mm-hmm. or a place of transition. And how throughout your whole entire career and life, even though you've moved through all of these things, that there's been this draw to global cultures and people. Yeah, and I I think that started ever since I was very, very little. You know, I grew up for a period of time with my grandmother who did not speak English in uh, Chicago. And I think that's more or less where the interest began. And so throughout my life, you know, all of the jobs that I've taken along the way, whether in Chicago or New York, it's, uh, I've worked for, for the most part in advertising and marketing and have worked on many global accounts working on, you know, at the time back in the day, it was just really Hispanic marketing or African American, maybe some Asian and have delved into those cultures as well as many, many more throughout the career on the marketing and product side, just really trying to understand what kind of products are ethnicities driven to and why, and um, how do you uh, specifically speak to those cultures. So many today refer to that as multi the multicultural strategy. But I've done that for many years, and um, at one point did go out on my own and represented a lot of uh, TV networks looking to come to the U.S., and that was quite interesting. And then from there, 
went back into corporate to continue the journey of developing cultural products. And then now in this transitionary stage, I feel like it's time to really share a lot of that knowledge with others because over the years, I felt that many brands struggled to wrap their arms around how to take this on. I mean, especially being in here in New York, you know that it's just a uh, you know, multitude of cultures live in New York. And what I found over the years is very little number of brands have actively learned how to address those cultures in order to grow their business. So I feel like it's time to take all the knowledge that I have and go out on my own uh, once again, but in a very different way that's going to be more voice-driven in terms of um, writing a book, doing podcasts, trying to get speaking engagements out there to really talk to brands on a much broader level versus one company at a time and to really help them understand how do you talk to a Russian versus uh, somebody who's Japanese versus somebody who comes from Italy uh, versus somebody who's from a South Asian country, you know, and, and what does that mean? And how do you do that economically? How do you save money? I mean, it's just, it's just interesting in terms of what I've learned over the years that you really do have to dive into each very differently, you know, and working in, as you know, the cable industry, it's more about the masses and maybe touching upon some of these groups. And I completely understand why. I mean, there's only so many dollars. You have to reach the masses. It's nearly impossible to uh, grab all these different groups. Um, and yes, there's commonalities across the board, but, you know, I think uh, instead of just going down the road of, of translation, you and I, I've talked many times about how it's really about trans creation, you know, creating a message that's, um, you know, driven from, uh, from beyond just translating, you know, really diving into the co- cultures and understanding, you know, why does someone eat the foods they eat? Why do they purchase what they purchase? Why are the cultures so important here in the U.S.? And, you know, I've been thinking about how to do that moving forward, just in relation to, everything that's happening right now, you know, the world is basically shutting down and God knows, you know, what kind of impact this is going to have, right? Just in terms of, you know, is our current administration or any future administration going to shut the borders on certain countries because of fear? You know, are we ultimately going to work together as a result of coronavirus, regardless of where it started, it could start somewhere else, you know, the next time and be more deadly. Yeah. You know, why do these things happen? Is it tied to cultures and how people go about their daily lives and, you know, how do viruses spread? Is it within a food, the foods? Is it related to animals? I have no freaking idea, but, but it's, it's just another mark in the cultural understanding of how do we address all this? You know, right now, everybody's talking about containment and uh, that's why we're all secluded within our homes. But once this is over and let's say we do fi- find a vaccine, you know, where do we go from here? You know, how do we, how do we deal with somebody like China whom we've, we believe this is, this is where we, this all started and, um, you know, it's because of whatever they might have done. How do we dive into that more deeply and become partners in helping not only better understand what that culture does and why, but what kind of impact could it have on the rest of the world and, yeah. and has, yeah. you know, and is it fair? 
Should we put stricter rules in place based on these cultural differences? You know, is it fair that that the whole world is being blown up because of something that happened in one country? You know, there's so um, many different layers yeah. of that conversation too. Because I just keep thinking in my head that we have this world that is truly a global world, and that has opened up so many opportunities for for people, for companies to do borderless business, right? And that has been such a good Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Airlines fly everywhere. You know, it's so easy to, to do business with countries just around the globe. At the same time, that opens up what we're seeing. It, it, this, you know, these pathways aren't just pathways that, that provide goods and services or information. They're also pathways that can open negative things up and and we're seeing it right now. But I think a place that people go to in their minds is they see, you know, why did we do that? Those people are different than we are. They they live and do things in a different way. And look, they're the ones that cause the harm, you know, and it creates all of this fear in people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And and I understand, I understand that a hundred percent. I mean, when you hear some of the stories about these wet markets and people eating bats and you know cross species contamination and all of this kind of stuff, it it is freaking scary as hell. And we grew up in you know the United States. And where where you and I grew up, no one was eating bats. So we don't get it. But like, mm-hmm. why are people eating bats? And and let's go back to that source. Is it because of uh, tastes, the, uh, just because people want to do it? Or is it out of necessity? Like these people are starving and they're literally going to eat anything that they can catch. And if that's the problem, can't we help solve that issue rather than blaming people for eating bats? Why Why can't we open up the food supply chains and get people healthy things that aren't going to, you know, have this uh, cross-species contamination or, or whatever it is? So I think that that's why some of the stuff that you're doing is, is so important because it's that deep core understanding of who people are and why they do the things that they do that can really help to solve problems. And also, you know, how do we understand? I mean, do we know that the Chinese are eating bats or do we just know that they may have come in contact with them? I mean, you know, there's just so much going on in the world that, that you know, with fake news, uh, you know, and the media stirring up frenzies, um, you know, maybe we find out that's not the case. Right. You know, maybe it's just a matter of they live near bats and there's viruses that can be exposed in some way or another. But what right. we do know is it's having a terrible impact on on the rest of the world, all the way down to you and I and our children um, having to be secluded within the home, not going to school, learning a different way, which opens up, you know, positive and negatives. But I think, you know, right now is not the time to, you know, really dive into the why. Eventually it will be. Uh, but to your point, you know, how do we how do we partner to better understand why these things happen and how to 
avoid them or you know at least better understand them so that we can contain whatever it is that that has been done or happened uh, doesn't reach the far corners of the world you know yeah. it's just uh, it's just the unknown right now but you know interestingly as you and I talk about is also you know as a result of all this uh, what we can call negative stuff that's happened how do we learn from it not just from a cultural standpoint but just a day-to-day life standpoint mm-hmm. you know uh, will will more and more colleges learn that online isn't such a bad thing and and should it be a better route to go to save money you know for some people let's say for example yeah. are we helping climate change because we're not driving all over the place or are we damaging it because we're using more heat in our homes right now. I don't know. There's so many unknowns. Um, But it's interesting to me how uh, different countries have been affected differently, right? You know, Spain and Italy, the numbers just keep rising and rising. Different areas of our own country, you know, a lot of, lot of whys, a lot of unknowns. But, but this is the kind of stuff that I would like to be a part of uh, as I start transitioning and uh, really under understanding on a much deeper level, eventually getting back to traveling and living within these cultures so that I could really have a proper voice in terms of, you know, what are they really doing? I, I think many of us should try to avoid fear, uh, go back to vacationing, go back to learning and loving things that that we do want to see and know about. Because mm. I, I do believe there's more good than there is bad. I mean, we will overcome this. We've overcome uh, other flus, uh, the swine flu, the SARS, everything else. We've seemed to figure it out. So I don't doubt our country and our world for uh, being able to solve the problems is just going to take a little while, but yeah. but now today it's interesting to me how you know what what can we do in the meantime while we are secluded, right? Yeah, like knowing that that's the next chapter in in your career. I think that it can take the form of you know working with a company, working on your own. I think you know all all doors are, are sort of open for you. But how do you see that being when this is all said and done? I mean, it's a crapshoot. It's anybody's guess. But you know how how are you going to sort of make your impact in this post coronavirus world? Right. Well, you know, the first thing we don't know, is it ever going to go away? And if it does go away, will it come back? So I think there's going to be a tendency to play it safe for a while, you know, on my end. Uh, But there's, there's a lot of resources out there, of course, you know, in terms of what you can read about cultures and what you can learn. And, you know, I know enough people from all different places and corners of the world, I think I would start by simply, you know, continuing my blogging, maybe doing something what you're doing and starting to talk about, talk to different cultures and, and getting the different perspectives. Yeah, I do believe that, you know, the more brains we put together on this, the more we'll understand because there's differences, but there's commonalities. So I think, um, um, you know, during the quiet time, I'm, I'm going to do my own amount of research and just, you know, better learn, better understand beyond just you know, how do we reach a culture? I think we almost are ahead of ourselves and need to take a step back and say, you know, what what do I really know? How much more do I need to know about the Chinese versus Brazilians versus, you know, what, what Spaniards do, you know, yeah. in, in a time like this, in a time of crisis, you know, yeah. so it's just reading everything you can possibly get your hands on, be extraordinarily curious 
so that we can all better understand them. And I hope this year to put a lot of content out into the world uh, to share those learnings so that we can help alleviate some of the fear because I too have fear. You know, I have fear for my children. You know, nobody wants to touch anything. Everybody wants to try to get their hands on sanitizers. I mean, I, I don't want to live that way. I don't want to live in constant fear and, you know, look at, let somebody walking down the road saying, oh my gosh, they're Chinese, you know, what are they doing and where do they come from? I, I don't yeah. think that it's going to behoove us to be talking and thinking that way. So yeah. if there's anything that I can do to help kind of alleviate based on on facts and research, that's really, you know, where I want to go and, you know, yeah. begin outlining a book that I've wanted to do for a long time that I thought was going to be more of a business angle, but I think it's going to be more simplistic and, you know, just helping others understand that, you know, there's, there's good and bad to every culture, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm excited because uh, there was something that I came across yesterday and I probably like you, I'm just doing so much, you know, reading about so many different things and sometimes something sort of gets into your, you know, your view and and you sort of go down a rabbit hole and and learn about something. So yesterday I was reading, I believe it was CNN and there was something about a photographer that what she does is uh, she goes around the the world and she photographs different people and she got famous for I believe of uh, photographing some people in Africa. But what she does is she doesn't sort of documentary style uh, take pictures of these people. She puts them in these fantastical um, situations and takes these stunning photographs. And the reason that I was drawn to it is because there were a couple of photographs about Tahiti. And Mm -hmm. I have a connection to Tahiti because it's where I went on my honeymoon back in uh, 1995. And it will always remain, you know, this, this place for me that was both beautiful and tragic because when my husband and I were there, there was nuclear testing that was going on in French Polynesia. And we actually got stuck there and caught there. And we saw some tragic things that happened. That's why I was sort of drawn to it, not because of the photography, but rather because they they spoke about Tahiti. And the picture was not just about the Tahitian people. It was more about this third gender that is recognized and given a lot of, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like reverence in their culture. It's this third gender. And I believe, and I I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe that it's called Mahu. And so this third gender is just something that people recognize as, as truly special. And what this photographer did is she sort of put these people again in these like fantastical, like beautiful backdrops and and all of this. And she took uh, photos to really bring out their beauty. And I, you know, I, I know about Tahiti. I was on my honeymoon in Tahiti. We learned about the people because we were stuck there. And this is something that 25 years later, I never knew about this third gender and what that was all about. And to me, it sort of slapped me in the face with, you know, you never know about these cultures and what 
what they find is part of their culture and everything. So I just thought that it was it was super interesting. And I thought that you would be interested in that as well from a creative perspective, but also from a cultural perspective. Well, that's that's just another person, you know, trying to help us understand um, exactly what you were learning as you were there, you know, in her own way. You know, I think that's why also art is very important because it's just another form of expression that can be very cultural. You know, I'm, I'm listening right now to uh, one of the master classes, uh, which I love, uh, have listened to many, and uh, today began the journey of listening to uh, Annie Leibowitz. And, um, mm. you know, just just seeing what she's done over the years and the beauty of, of the story that she tries to, to tell, mostly just through Americans and famous people, but just the culture that lives just within what she does, for example, in studying her subject so closely and not being happy with something and maybe uh, months or even a year later going back and saying, you know what, I kept thinking about a certain shot and realized that it wasn't really you culturally and I want to come back and redo it. Um, mm. So she, as an artist, you know, it has put forth an obligation to really help us understand people, you know, on such a more simplistic level. And she herself and her style uh, on learning is very simplistic. And I love that because I don't think even if we're a master in our field that it has to be so complicated and complicated in telling a story. You know, and, and you obviously, I'm sure, are familiar with her work. She's very famous, has put out some brilliant stuff because she takes the time to get to know her subjects. And I think that's mm. where we as human beings need to go next. I think, you know, we're so busy in our lives and we don't sit to smell the roses. You know, we don't sit next to a stranger and just strike up conversations enough because we're always in a hurry. We're always on the go. Um, we might not like the way somebody looks, you know, they might look angry as they're sitting on the subway. But I think that if we do take the time to do those things like Annie Leibovitz, we'll see that there is a lot of beauty behind many people, regardless of who they are, what they do for a living, where they come from. I just think that there's just this um, forced fear of the unknown. And there's really no reason for it. You know, um, and hey, maybe some bad things have happened to you or, or, or whomever, based on somebody from a different culture, but we shouldn't rule out um, getting around fear you know, and, and trying again to get to know people, even if they're not from a different culture, even if we just started there and, and learn how to embrace in a world that today we can't embrace, right? We have to do elbow to elbow, ankle to ankle hellos nowadays. And maybe that'll carry yeah. on for a while, but at least, you know, we have eyes, we have a voice, uh, we have ears to listen I think we need to come back to much more simplicity. You and I talk about how the world is being shaken, you know, shaken down, weeded out. We see a lot of a lot of us being weeded out now. We don't know why, we don't understand why. Why is this affecting so many seniors? That's a culture unto itself. You know, something that mm -hmm. the world should not stand to lose. We need that wisdom. You know, we shouldn't uh, have viruses that are killing our our elderly. So, you know, there's just, there's just so many pieces to it that go so far beyond cultures that, you know, when I speak of culture, I don't, I don't always mean uh, somebody who's come from a different country. 
you know, and, and our conversation yeah. only went that way because of China and the coronavirus. But anything can happen, right? Right. You're mm-hmm. so right. You're so right. There's, yeah. you know, there's the, the culture of even the town that I live in, in Long Island. It's this very irreverent, creative, musical, artistic community. It's also a bubble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody that sort of comes into it can see what that's all about. But that's also very different than the culture of Long Island and then New York and then the East Coast. I mean, these are all different, you know, regional differences and even you know, family differences, the people that, that we know in, in common, there's, it's a wide spectrum of, you know, just these like subcultures of families. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. And, and again, it's like, yes, there are so many differences and then there are so many commonalities and and there's so much at the core. And I think the thing that, you know, you're very educated, you're very open-minded. There's not a lot of people out there that are like you. In fact, I would say that the majority of, um, you know, people, uh, I wouldn't say the majority, there's a, there's a good, there's a good amount of people that are not educated. They're ignorant to, I'm not saying they're dumb. They're, they're ignorant to this way of thinking. For those people, you know, for for people that are educated, this makes a lot of sense, right? Like open your mind, talk to people, have a conversation with someone, learn about who they are, get your head out of the phone. What about people that are close-minded and afraid? What would you say to to somebody like that that says, I don't want to learn about anybody except for me because I don't I'm, you know, I don't want their crap getting in my world. What would you say to someone like that? You know, again, it's based on fear. It's based on the unknown. I think the only way we're going to get around that is putting more content out there and just letting it be out there. I mean, you can't force somebody to like Polish people, you know, or, or, you know, Russian people, you know, you, I, I think it's just a matter of helping this world understand on a more simplistic and although sophisticated level, you know, and that's just putting content out there, you know, and is it storytelling? Is it photography? Is it art? Is it music? This world is so globalized now where, you know, any of us can start a YouTube channel. And many of us, uh, if we work hard enough, can figure out how to do a podcast. I'm not saying it's easy, but I, I think that, you know, anybody today can kind of have a voice. You know, maybe we encourage yeah. more people from around the world to have a voice globally, Yes, you know, to just simply share, you know, especially now where we kind of can't go anywhere and go to baseball games and go to restaurants and go to the library and go to the dry cleaners or wherever we need to go during the day. Maybe this is this quiet time is the time for people to have a broader voice and stronger voice to talk about who they are. You know, I think that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of silly stuff that gets so many views on, on Instagram or YouTube. Um, I think it's up to people like us to tell the story of, of, 
you know, what is so special about somebody who comes from Ecuador or, or somebody who is an American who lives here in the U.S., but whose parents might be from Ecuador? You know, how do you showcase those differences and showcase those similarities to say that, you know what, regardless of where I've come from in the world, I'm really just like you. You know, I'm a human being. I have a voice. I, I have the same goals and dreams of bettering myself and hopefully uh, some dreams of, of bettering the world and making it a better place. And I personally believe that's why God gives us all talents and it's up to us to go find them and share with others, I, you know, versus, you know, almost uh, <laughs> thinking thinking of it as uh, a crime not to put your talents out there because I think that's why we're given talents so that we can figure out how do we go out there to um, have others better understand us and who we are and where we're from and alleviate fear. You know, they say the best way into heaven, if you believe in heaven, some of us do, some of us don't, but is to be kind to others. You know, you see a lot of celebrities out there showcasing be kind to others you know ellen degeneres is all about that you know uh make the world a better place just by being kind regardless if you don't you do or don't like the way somebody looks you know so i I keep going back to the basics that it's the only way that i think we're going to be able to, to turn our world around to appreciate things that we're buying that do come from different countries and not just always being from your own original country. I think that this world can be saved from coronavirus and that we can learn to appreciate and enjoy things from all over the world and be able to purchase anywhere in the world because we can, you know, it is so global now. Yeah. So I, I again think that we have to just uh, continually educate ourselves and keep an open mind. And for those that don't, find a way to quietly bring them along. You know, it's not an easy thing. You know, things like racism hasn't been around for, God, I'm sure generations upon generations upon generations, and people have died fighting for that cause, cause of, hey, better understand us and let's erase a racism. But it takes time, and it might take many generations beyond us, but I think, you know, we can start here and, you know, just really trying to make an impact to, um, to better understand, ultimately. That is so beautifully said, and it just makes me want for you so bad to have your own podcast where you're showcasing all of these different people and cultures and having all of these different conversations. I mean, I think that you're right. That's sort of the only way to get people to kind of tune in to their fear and to get past it is by putting out this incredible diverse type of content whether it's through podcasting or photography or you know beautiful objects or art or whatever it is so i hope that you get your book out quickly i hope that there's opportunities for you to to travel around the world and and talk you know, to different people, travel around the United States and, and talk to, to people and to get your, your voice out there. And it is one of the things that I'm super passionate about with She Leads Media. It's, it's giving voice to people like you who are truly doing something great in the world. And you don't need to be 
a movie star or a superstar or an Instagram influencer, you can you can start from being just a multi-passionate, super passionate person that has something really relevant to say and that is is not coded in, you know, bullcrap. It, it's, you know, let's let's stop sugarcoating the fact that that there's racism and let's do something about it. We don't have to go head on with it. We can be really subtle like you're talking about. But yeah, that's that's definitely what uh, the mission of She Leads is and what I would love to see from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's that's my challenge to you, you know, get out there because your message is one that that definitely needs to be heard by a lot of people. You know, and, so and, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. One more thing, just just in listening, you know, look at all the rappers that are out there. You know, um, there's so many rappers out there that if you carefully listen to their music, they are telling the story. They are putting out their challenges out there. Um, I don't particularly love rap, but but when I do have an opportunity to sit and really listen to the words, there already are people beyond me trying to tell that story. And I think we have to first start with listening. And yes, I will definitely continue my journey going from country to country to country and have have been to to many countries already and I'm starting to document the beautiful things with within each as as I'm sure many other people before me already are doing as I speak. But this is this is the transition. This is the journey to figure out, you know, where to live next, where to travel next, what food to eat next, what music to enjoy next, what art to take in. I I can just envision and having an environment which I've already built uh, in one home, but now I'm transitioning, is just everywhere you look around, there's a piece from somewhere else. You know, there's a piece that you can you can admire and have a great memory that you've been there and that you saw with your own eyes. I think that that will be the journey. And the next time I come on, on this show, I will definitely share with you um, some very concrete examples of where I've been and where I'm going. And I do have a, a an Instagram called um, Culturally Cognizant that I hope people will will take a look at and lo- would love to hear feedback of more things that they'd like to see and hear and share with me, and so we can continue the journey for sure. Amazing! And where else can they find you besides on your Instagram? Do you have a website or anything else that you'd like people to kind of you know check out? I do have a blog called culturallycognizant.com. So that's that's where I'm at right now. And uh, that's being reworked as we speak. But really trying to take all the pieces that I've had from another company and roll it more into For the Masses, where before uh, what I did through my company, JGS, is... Um, target more businesses in terms of how do you prepare to deal with cross-cultural differences in your business. And now I'm transitioning uh, not only personal life, but in this journey of writing more for the masses, especially as things like the coronavirus happened today, that that I feel is my path and my journey to to really just help tell the story overall and not through a, a corporate business sense. So that's where you can find me today. Yes. I love it. Great. 
Awesome. Well, Juliana, thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation, beautiful. And I definitely want to have you come back on the show and you can tell us more about maybe some of the people that you've met and some of the places that you've been. And, you know, you and I uh, are connected, so I'll know everything along the way. But thank you so much. This was truly wonderful. Thank you. I can't wait to hear it. And thanks for putting together shows like Sugarcoated, because I think this is this is the opportunity. The world is out there to speak our mind and gosh darn it, we need to do it. So thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. is the She Leads Podcast Network.